You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers. Wait, what is that? Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to today's episode of the ToneMob.com podcast, the show about guitar tone and the people behind it. As you are probably aware, I am your host, uh, Blake Wyland. Uh, I had to question myself on that. Blake Wyland, and with me today I have Jeff Cadlick from Champ Tone Guitars. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, man. How about yourself? Pretty good. I'm a little I'm a little damp, as we discussed already. But you yeah. know, other than that, uh, that's just kind of to be expected this time of year where I'm at. So, oh yeah, for sure, man, for sure. But we're finally getting around to doing this after a few unsuccessful attempts. So therefore, that makes me happy. So yeah, likewise. <laughs> it's it's uh, yeah. I'm glad we were able to you know get all the wires plugged in the right way, and and uh, you know we can we can do our thing. So I've been looking forward to it. Most definitely, most definitely. Uh, We've probably already had a good two or three podcasts worth of conversation uh, prior to this that probably should have been recorded, but hey, whatever. Uh, It's all good, you know, (laughs) it's like, uh, um, you know, something that probably every, you know, um, guitar player or, or certainly, you know, gear junkie can relate to is, uh, you know, every time they've sold something that maybe they wish they hadn't, and somewhere along the line, I picked up from somebody like, "Well, there's one thing I'm sure of. You know, there's always more." <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, I, I don't, I, I haven't really ever come across a situation where there's just not more. That's um, that's very true. And and of course, you know, that's in uh, in regard to you know the the talks we've already had because. Yeah, man, it's amazing how um, you get some guitar guys together or just music geeks or whatever it might be. You can, man, you can just burn the hours fast. I know, and it's like, where did the time go? Oh, geez, I was supposed to be doing, oh boy, I got I got to go. <laughs> so. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. It's, it's, a, it's an amazing thing. It just brings everybody together in such a magical, lovely way. It does, it does. I think I, I imagine at least like some of it is, um, you know, as a an instrumentalist or you know someone who spends a lot of time working on you know their craft, whatever it might be. And it's, I don't think it's just exclusive to guitar players, um, you know, but uh, an artist or whoever it might be. Um, you know, you, you kind of spend a lot of time working on stuff by yourself, you know, um, even if you are, you know, in a band and, you know, specifically that, that type of, you know, 
working situation, you know, you're working with other people, but um, when you're practicing your instrument, you know, you're the only one that can do that. You know, you can't, no one can practice your instrument for you. So um, by, by way of that, you spend a lot of time by yourself, you know, honing your craft, if you will, and all, you know, just working on technique or whatever it might be, or sound or tone or feel. And then, um, I think that's what possibly lends like the excitement and the enthusiasm when, when you do get together with other guys, you know, or gals who are really into, you know, what, what they're doing and, and put a lot of hard time and work into it because, um, you, you're by yourself a lot, you know, you kind of do it in isolation. And so when you, when you get the chance, you just kind of, it's overboard, you know, you're like, ah, you know, <laughs> you just can't contain <laughs> <Yeah>. the excitement, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and I I know what you mean, and and I'm a little bit spoiled in that you know some of my best friends, you know, that are my best friends regardless of interest. They're just my best friends. They happen to be gearheads as well. So regardless of you know what I'm doing, there's always I always have somebody to talk about gear with, and so I get really spoiled that way. And I through conversations with other people, I'm I'm starting to realize that not everybody is that fortunate so uh i try not to take that for granted um because i do oh, get yeah. a lot of opportunities to nerd out with you know some of my best friends so that doesn't happen for everyone <laughs> so i'm very happy no. about that no you're right you know and that's that's a great thing man it uh, absolutely is um and uh that's very cool it is it it's yeah it's something that i, I honestly took for granted until um Actually, until one of my recent podcast interviews, I was talking to, I can't remember which one of the 60 Cycle Hum guys I was talking to, but <clears throat> it just kind of like light bulb turned on. I'm like, oh, wait, not everybody has a homie in their, you know, immediate circle that is just as big of a gear nerd as they are. Most people don't have that, I would think. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I think um, if you're, um, you know, you're fortunate at enough in life you you've you've got different friends from different walks of life you know um that that uh you know diversity basically you know that's that's what is um interesting and appealing you know i think generally to most people or certainly the people that i i like to hang out with you know um they uh you know you have you have different interests and that's how you 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 get turned on to different things you know because you know, you and I both know, I mean, uh, left to my own vices, you know, I, I may not, <laughs> I could, I could have no clue what's going on in the entire world around me. You know, if I could just, you know, just like, where's Jeff? He's just like, well, he's still, uh, you know, changing out V1 tubes on his amp or something, you know, <laughs> like trying to find something or whatever it might be. And you're just like, well, there's, it is okay to acknowledge and engage with other things in the world. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, and it's actually important. Ex I mean, yeah, ex exactly. I was just going to say that. So, yeah, it it is and uh, I I'm not going to lie. I you know, I've purposely at times like have to step away. Like not because I really want to, but it's like okay, that is enough gear for one week. Like you get a hold of yourself like go do something else <laughs> you yeah know? yeah 
No, I, I understand. I totally, I totally do. Uh, it's, uh, especially to, you know, now it's, it's, um, I think it's kind of an amazing time. I mean, with, um, I guess it's specifically in regard to the amount of, um, or I should say maybe the awareness that, you know, we have through, um, you know, digital connectivity of all these great builders and, um, you know, artisan creators of guitars and amplifiers and basically devices to create music with, um, you know, it's like, uh, I think we're, I kind of feel and would like to believe that we're in a, in a sort of a, a modern golden age because there's just, um, there's so much really awesome stuff out there and, and, you know, there's, you know, some stuff is, is okay, but generally I would say that I feel like I see something really impressive or, or some really great work being done, you know, specifically in the, you know, guitar world, like almost every day. It's amazing. It is. I, I totally agree. Uh, I've said it many times that we are living in a super spoiled age. I mean, as much as we love the vintage gear and I love vintage gear and the old way of doing things like the progression that's been made in the last, you know, 10, 15 years is like almost mind blowing how the quality on everything has gone up and the innovation. It's just, it's really cool. And we are, no wonder I think there's more gearheads now than there probably ever was. Um, just because there's so much cool stuff. It's, so much more interesting to be a gearhead. So, uh, therefore, that kind of spreads and infects everybody with the the gas and all that wonderful stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I agree. You know, it's it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty cool. Um, you know, the, I guess you know the the lens when focused on the on the you know the original wave of you know great. Um, workmanship you know of you know the the 50s or sort of however you want to characterize it and i know everyone has their favorites but you know there was only so many people doing it um you know back then um and and certainly uh notably you know right um so it's it's yeah it's pretty it's pretty cool you know it is it's definitely uh it's definitely really cool stuff. What uh, what, what are some uh, um, you know what are some of the things that, that you're seeing that you you really like? You know, I'm, I'm sure it's pro- probably quite a few things that I'm I'm not even aware of. You know, <laughs> like, well, I'm a super pedal nerd, so that is a lot of what I kind of zero in on. Um, but just the things that are being made possible, uh, you know, that weren't possible. You know, 10 years ago, like one of the really cool things I think that's come out lately is the, uh, JHS muffaletta. I think that thing is really cool. And I, I'm not sure if you've seen it or, or if you haven't, but, uh, for I those have. You, yeah. Okay. The, I haven't uh, had a chance to get my hands on one, but I I've heard, um, I've, I've heard you remark about it and, and, um, I, I've definitely, it's, it's been on my radar. I've, I've noticed it. Um, and it seems like everybody's pretty crazy about it. Well, it's just one of those things where it's it's a big muff isn't really an innovation. And don't get me wrong, I I love the big muff. It's one of my favorite pedals. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna let this train go by. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, let's, let's li- no, let's listen to that. I love that. That's great. Uh, I'm going to let this train go by and because uh, it's going to get loud here in a second, and then I'm going to restart that thought. <laughs> sure, sure. I, I I wish you luck in remembering it because I won't. <laughs> I, I I'm I'm good. I'm I'm gonna start talking. I I can I know where I can splice that in. Okay, <laughs> and it won't really interrupt what we were talking about at all. No, that's so. cool. <laughs> so yeah, there you go, train. Yeah, blow your horn. Yep. See you later. <laughs> yep. I'm just, this train has interrupted me many times. I'm not gonna lie. But, <laughs> I'm starting to get more comfortable with my uh, splicing abilities, therefore uh, makes it easier. Yeah, that can be tough, man. With um, <clears throat> uh, specifically with with dialogue and um, whatever in this, you know, ambient noise. In this case, you know, a a train, uh, you know, horn um, can well, be hard I- to do those those transitions. Um, you know, when you when you edit them. Yeah, and it's not, you know, I'm uh, it's not so bad. Um like to where it's it's just very distracting, you know, like when it's this one is is just like less than it's like 75 yards away, so it's very loud. Oh. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of the nature of me trying to record at work. It doesn't happen all the time, but it has happened before. So Okay, are they Okay, I don't think they're going to come back. I think we're in business. Right. Okay. So the muffaletta. Yeah, yeah. So here we go. It's not that like a big muff in it in and of itself is like a big innovation anymore, like like it's been around forever. And don't get me wrong, it's like it's one of my favorite pedals. Um like just that that basic circuit is one of my favorite designs as far as a player goes. Um but having all the best flavors stuffed into one box that you just turn a dial and you can get whatever one you you are in the mood for um that just is awesome and uh, and and have it in such a small enclosure you know a single pedal you know single normal size pedal enclosure it's like wow that is a really impressive in my opinion um yeah. Oh, absolutely, man. You know, I, I, uh, I tend to, um, lean towards the side of, uh, you know, give me a device, you know, that does something, one thing and does it extremely well. Um, and that's just kind of how my mind works. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, I, in the case of, of that, um, you know, the, the muffaletta, I think it's, I think it's really cool because you're still, um, it's about fuzz, you know? <laughs> so it's not right. like it's trying to be a fuzz pedal and, uh, and a reverb pedal too. We'll throw some reverb on here. How about we throw a reverb knob on this? Yeah, that's a great idea. You know, and most people, you know, I think we don't reach, you know, the audience and be like, dude, why did they do that? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they did a great job at making it real simple, you know? Which, yeah. which, which helps a lot. You know, it's, it's like, yeah, great. There's all these, you know, all these flavors in one box, but it's not confusing to figure out, to dial in what you're trying to dial in. It's super easy to use. So That's that one cool. has been uh, super impressive. Like, but like, you know, I talk about it on here, like that thing needs any more press. It's doing it amazing. So I'm uh, sure some of the other really cool stuff that doesn't really need any more press either, but I'm, 
I haven't got to actually lay my fingers on any of it yet. I will, definitely. But, like, the Chase Bliss stuff, that Spectre Flanger he just came out with is, like, I'm like, oh, man. Mm. I, I never even used to be into Flanger, and now I really want to try that, like, really very badly. So, uh yeah. Yeah. What what's that? That Ch- Chase Bliss, is that the yeah. name? Yeah, Chase Bliss Audio. Oh, cool. Um so yeah, I didn't I never heard of that, so I'm going to have to check it out. <laughs> oh, you got yeah, you got to check out what he's doing. Um Joel over there is he is doing no, it's a it's a little bit like it's a little bit out there as far as controls go. Like he's his pedals offer an insane amount of control on whatever effect it is they're trying to, you know, trying to achieve. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, just different waveforms on phasers and tremolos and, and, and all that. It's just, I, I'm trying to put it into words, but it's just, it's kind of like, just go Google it and you'll understand what I mean. There's a million controls, well executed. Hmm. And it's there again, all in a normal sized pedal it's just very impressive just impressive from an engineering standpoint it's like wow oh, neat. yeah <clears throat> yeah i'm excited to, to check it out i was actually um looking at some of the mr black pedals uh a few days ago that uh you know you had mentioned that company to me in one of our conversations and you know prior to that i'd, I'd never heard of mr black pedals but um i think uh you know who whoever it is the guy that you know it's running that company or doesn't oh, yeah. designs. Yeah. That's, his, uh, that's Jack DeVille. Um, he's, a uh, he's, uh, been, been around the block, so to say he's, uh, he does that. And then he's also done stuff for a lot of other people. So that, that guy knows what's up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like some of his, his, um, uh, you know, just your description of, um, the chase bliss, uh, pedal kind of made me think of, of his stuff because, um, the Mr. Black stuff to me was, was, was cool because I, I got kind of an experimental, um, you know, slant and vibe from it, which I liked, you know, like he, he's got, you know, some of the things are somewhat traditional, but, um, you know, his verb and kind of re, um, uh, delay stuff that he had to me was, was really interesting. And I, I love reverb and pretty much any, um, you know, form or variant of delay. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> if you like, if you like those kind of effects, then he's definitely, uh, somebody to scope out. Cause that's kind of what he's, he does everything really well, but that's what he's really known for. So sure. definitely, I wouldn't say that it, when you go to see the chase bliss stuff and those of you who've all already checked out both will know what I mean. They're, they're different. They're different fields of thought for sure. Like completely okay. different. Uh, uh, just you'll you'll see what I mean. It won't take long once you once you see the the two different fields of thought. They Jack really likes to. He seems to like to squeeze as much as he can out of three knobs, and um, he does an amazing job at that. And then uh, the Joel and and the Chase Bliss stuff has many more switches and knobs, <laughs> but the right, still right. still squeezing a million things out of the box. So yeah, both great. Um, both great, great, great companies. So, cool, cool. So, before we get too sidetracked on everybody else's stuff, 
I yeah, didn't bring, yeah, I didn't bring you on the show to talk about everybody else's stuff. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, it's a, it's it's fun. <laughs> I I want to want to talk about your stuff specifically. You know, uh, your guitars. Um, you cool. were kind enough to send me that ultra that I got to play for a couple weeks and yeah, I loved it and all my friends loved it and it was beautiful and it sounded great and played great. And what more do you want out of a guitar? So oh, thanks, right for, on. thanks for that. You're very welcome. I'm, I'm glad you got to spend some time with it and, and, um, you know, you, you enjoyed it. That's, that's cool. Um, yeah, that's, um, that's one of that's one of my you know favorite you know uh, T style variants um, you know that I that I've done and um, you know I actually made that guitar or was working on the the you know the design and I, I use that somewhat loosely because you know it is a essentially you know it's a it's a T style you know in appearance but there's a lot of different things going on with it right um, you know but it's not like a you know have a completely, you know, um, radical or, or new, you know, design aesthetically. But, um, I, uh, I wanted to have a guitar that I could take out to gigs that, you know, for nights when you just want to want to have one guitar and I never really take many guitars to gigs, but usually be two, um, pretty much always two guitars. But sometimes, you know, when you're doing those shows where you're, um, you got to load in through the front door or something like that and pass the bar and the stage is all the way at the back of the room. And you're just like, man, I just want to have my guitar on my back. I want to carry my amp and my pedal board. And that's the only trip I want to make, <laughs> you know? Right. Cause it's, you know, it's pouring rain or it's snowing or something like that. So, um, but, uh, generally I'd bring a, uh, I'd either bring, you know, one of my, you know, my champ tone, you know, outlaw, which is, you know, basically my, my take on a, uh, you know, like a traditional broadcaster, you know, or early telly and, um, my 6120 or, or my, uh, gold top. And, um, so, you know, they all had their things that they do and sort of three distinct sounds to my ears. And, um, I kind of took all those things and put them into that ultra model and I was, right. I, I was happy with it. You know, it was, uh, you know, I mean, you could, you could, you could kind of just, if you, you know, there, and there's a, you know, that, that models on my website. So, you, I mean, you can visualize it. Um, you know, I took the, uh, the P nineties from the gold top and, and the mahogany body and, um, the, uh, of course the gold, the gold finish. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And, and, uh, um, you know, uh, and then obviously we have the, the platform essentially is a, is a T T platform, but, um, to sort of throw in that 6120 flavor of the hollow body, it's, you know, it was, it's chambered. Um, because I like vibratos an awful lot and, you know, all, all types of them. And, and, um, you know, I've done some on solid bodies and to me, I guess my, my baseline or sort of my reference, um, point is in terms of, of a, in terms of vibrato is, is really a Gretsch. Right. And, and, um, you know, they, uh, they just don't respond the same way to me, 
um, on a, on a solid body, um, as they do on a, on a hollow body. It's a really, it's a different experience, you know? Right. Most so that's, definitely. that's where I was like, well, let's see, let's see what happens with a chambered vibe. And, um, and, uh, you know, that, uh, that kind of got me, you know, pretty close. I was pretty happy with it. You know, like I was like, okay, I can definitely feel the body, um, kind of vibrate or resonate a little bit. I can feel, um, feel it, you know, kind of fill it with a little bit of energy like a hollow body does. Mm-hmm. And the responsiveness of the vibrato, um, was more lively, uh, which, which I liked. And, um, then, um, uh, you know, and of course you have this, the comfortable, uh, feel of, you know, a T style guitar, which I think is really hard to beat such a comfortable guitar to wear. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, it's hard to argue with that. Super, super comfortable to wear, and it's also a great sit-down guitar. Whereas I really, I like Les Pauls quite a bit as well. But to me, they're they're just they're not very much of a sit-down guitar, you know. Um, yeah, not not as not quite so much. I mean, I mean they're yeah. fine. There's nothing inherently wrong with sitting down with Les Paul. It just isn't quite as comfortable as other models. Yeah, it just doesn't fall there. And that's, of course, what I always try to shoot for. You know, I just, um, <clears throat> you know, when you, whether you're sitting with the instrument or you're performing with it, you should really, you should not have to be uh, fighting it in any way whatsoever ergonomically. And, and that's one thing that, you know, I've always kind of felt I was having to do with, with Les Pauls. Um, but, uh, so I'm sort of uh, going in, in all directions with the description of this and all the guitars <laughs> and influence. But, but what else is new? But uh, um, and and then uh, yeah, that was, that's that's kind of you know in summation, that's pretty much it. Um, I guess the the last thing I would add would be the um, the neck. You know, uh, just had a um, uh, you know a wider uh, nut, uh, spacing or, or, you know, just had greater width than say a traditional or kind of vintage fender, you know, which was, um, I think a lot of guys associate like, well, there's the feel of a, of a fender neck in the first position. And then there's a feel of a Gibson neck in the first position. And obviously mm-hmm. the Gibson's a bit wider. Um, and, I I like that myself because I have fairly decent sized hands and and also if you want to do any you know um, more complex chord voicings and things like that it gives you a little bit more real estate. Yeah, most definitely. So vintage Gibson necks like uh, are are definitely my favorite feeling by a long ways, which mm. is a little bit odd for me because. I'm a short dude with little short stubby fingers. Um, <laughs> so why I would like that, I don't really know. Um, it doesn't make sense logistically, but somehow like that's always been my, my favorite style of neck is the, the bigger, like my 55 junior is my, my, my favorite neck. So, um, I don't know why that's where I, I, I do like other shapes and, and nut widths and everything. I, I do. I I really like playing my my Telecaster, which is a much smaller neck. Um, right. But for some reason, if I just like had to pick one, that that's all I got to have. That would be 
the direction I would lean. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think I'd have to agree with you there. The the uh, you know, and that's something that um, like myself, and I'm sure many other builders and many guitar players are, um, you know, hip to is the uh, just the it's such a you know the feel of the neck of an instrument is there's so many well i don't know let me rephrase that i don't know if players are necessarily so hip to it but i think a a builder certainly a good builder should be um but um there's so many factors that go into how a guitar neck feels in your hands you know it's not just um the radius of the fretboard it's not just the fret wire. It's not just the width of it at the nut. It's not just the taper, um, meaning um, you know how wide it gets from the from the nut to the end of the fingerboard, mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's not just the profile of it, uh, meaning the gradu you know how it uh, the graduation of of its uh, you know girth or or you know size as as you work your way up the fretboard. And, right. Um, so yeah, it's it's uh, so I I kind of like obsessing and get geeky about that with with uh, with necks, you know, all the time. I I, I mean I, I try to remove it when I can. Like I if I see a guitar that I you know want want to pick up and play, I just try to play it mm-hmm. um, and not be like oh okay, well let me take out my caliper here, in my back pocket, <laughs> you know. Um, and I, and I don't walk around with a caliper in my pocket, but um, not to not to stores at least. But um, <laughs> well, I have done that. You uh, have, I was gonna say, I bet you I, have, haven't you? I I have snuck into places because I was like, yeah, oh, man, I really wish I had so and so because I just I need to make an educated decision on this, and I don't really know what to do. Well, I'll just go to the store with my caliper, and, you know. Hey, man, you need help with that? Nope, I'm good. <laughs> there's uh there's worse things that happen to guitars in guitar stores than getting their necks measured so i think you'll be all right <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're, you're probably right um so anyway yeah i mean that's uh you know in a, in a roundabout way that's the kind of the, the story with that with that guitar and, and uh yeah thanks for getting it off to adam safe and sound and and um kind of looks like he's having some fun with it and and uh you know so it goes yeah, yeah, I seen a clip of uh, him testing out, uh, or it was actually uh, Daniel from Salvage was testing out one of uh, one of his amps, and I seen that post the other day, and I was like, oh, good, it made it, because I had honestly I sent it off and I didn't hear anything else after I sent it off. I was like, I've never shipped a guitar before. Hope it makes it down there. Uh, and then I seen that clip, and I was like, oh, whew, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that's I, I understand. Uh, yeah, he's that's another guy, man. I was like, who's this guy? And uh and then um you know, I I checked out his, you know, his offerings or or you know, uh what he's doing on on Instagram a little bit and and uh I was like, wow, this is cool, you know. He's he's doing it looks like he's doing some coverings for some different amp companies and he's doing these super cool uh paddle boards and I was just like, wow, this is, you know, yeah, he's got some cool stuff. Some really cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that that's wonderful. You know, the the um, I'm I'm all about that. You know, it's it's uh, um, you know, I oftentimes think that uh, or well, I like to uh, I like the idea of of you know other builders. You know, like 
um, just being in contact and sort of, you know, sharing ideas and, 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 uh, um, for the greater good, if you will, you know, to, Mm -hmm. to expand everyone's knowledge and, um, the, uh, you know, so the fact that, you know, I can send you the guitar and you can check it out and, and, um, you know, we can talk about it and then, you know, I can send it out to Adam at satellite and, um, you know, who I recently met or met earlier this year and, you know, we kind of hit it off and he's such a cool guy and, you know, um, just got the sense from him, you know, that, you know, we were, you know, we'd be fast friends if we lived in the same town or something, you know? Right. Right. Um, and, and, uh, and then, you know, this cat Daniel gets to check it out and, and he's, you know, working on all his stuff is, is great, you know? Um, and I, I, um, the whole thing really started, you know, with, with, uh, my relationship with, uh, with Doug Meyer at, at Mountain Cat, you know, and, and it was oh, sort okay. of, it was sort of at, you know, he carries my guitars and he's my, he actually, I mean, to, to date currently, he's my only quote official dealer. Gotcha. Um, and, uh, um, he, he's really a great guy, you know, because he, um, well, he's not echoing, I'm kind of echoing, you know, his, his philosophy in that, in that, you know, the, the communal or community, you know, community, um, feeling that he's trying to foster with, you know, with, with builders and stuff. And he was like, he was like, well, yeah, that you're sending that, you know, I told him I was going to do your podcast and he said, well, if you're going to send that guitar out there, you know, um, why don't you, uh, why don't you send, you know, send it out to Adam to check out for a little while and, you know, that way you can have a guitar on the West coast in case someone wants to check it out. There you and go. I was, I was like, yeah, that's a, that's a great idea. And, um, so I'm all about, you know, all about it. You know, I think it's, I think it's really cool. And, and, um, also, um, now, now my initial thoughts coming to me, but it's all related <laughs> is, <laughs> is, um, um, you know, like back in the day or, well, even currently, like say some, you know, legacy brand such as, excuse me, Fender or Gibson, um, you know, they have whole teams of people and, you know, that, that work on all this stuff. And, um, I'm mostly thinking, um, when I describe this of the craft, you know, of the work. Oh, right. Uh, okay. Gotcha. Um, that, uh, that make these instruments that make these amps that make these cabinets that make these pedals that, that, uh, design the circuits and any, any number of things. But, you know, like back in the day at the, uh, you know, Kalamazoo factory when Gibson's making guitars in their, you know, golden age, um, you know, they had guys that were shaping the necks and, you know, this guy is going to cut, neck blocks all day and we're going to cut this neck box going to be two and three eighths inch tall and this is how deep i'm cutting the the dovetail i'm doing however many of these you know and and then you had the varnish guy he was he did all the varnish work and then you had the guy that that uh you know would uh um you know run in the run in the band or whatever everybody the point is everybody had their specialty gotcha um, okay that, and and that they were you know that's that's how it would go they would hire the the best, you know, skilled hands to do 
you know, uh, a specific job, you know, because they were the, they were the best at it. And when you're, um, and they, and then, so that's, that's awesome. And the, but they didn't have to run the company, <laughs> you know, they just, they just went, they just went to work and did their thing. Um, right. So, um, as, um, well, you know, well, some of them did, obviously, you know, you've got guys like, um, uh, sort of the, the example that people use all the time, like Freddie Tavares, you know, he, he, um, he was very hands-on, but from what I've read, you know, he was also pretty, pretty deeply involved with, you know, what he did with Fender, um, right. In terms of development and, and who knows what else, you know, on a higher level or an operational level. But, um, the small builder has to be really an expert at everything. And, yeah. Um, that's challenging. You know, it's, it's hard to, um, you know, it's hard to hone your chops at every single process and it takes a long time. And, and, you know, the fact is that some people are better at doing some things than others. Yeah. That's just a, how things go. And it's a, it's a crunch that everybody feels, I think in, especially in the early stages where you're trying to wear all the hats and mm-hmm. not just throughout the, the build process, but then once you get the product done, then there's the whole issue of getting people to buy it, which is actually a completely different set of skills that doesn't always necessarily, you know, go, you know, the same person that can build an amazing guitar doesn't necessarily have the same skill set to market themselves or run a successful business. Not now there are those that do, but I'm just saying that the two don't necessarily go hand in hand. And so it can be a really difficult thing for a, a smaller builder to, to wear every single hat. So I, yeah, I totally agree. And I, I would say that, you know, that the guy or gal that can is, would be the exception, you know, um, they, they, you know, that that's sort of few and far between. Yeah. I mean, I mean, everybody eventually has, I mean, at some point you got to bring somebody on to do something. You, you can't, you literally can't do everything forever. Uh, (laughs) It's just, it's not, there isn't a, there isn't a business alive that, that gets, I mean that, that yes, you can do everything forever if you want to stay at a certain level. Sure. Sure. uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's about expectations, you know, and, 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 um, obviously that's, you know, that's different for everyone. mm -hmm. Um, what, what they, what they want to do, but yeah, I, I totally agree. It's a it's interesting uh it's interesting to look at it from that perspective because a lot of people, you know, especially being involved in the music industry, um the actual the making of the music oftentimes don't want to think about the that these companies are a business. They're not they're they're not doing it for charity. Yes, they're probably building guitars and pedals and amps, whatever, because they love guitars and pedals and amps, but they're also not doing it for free. They have families to feed. So uh, it's it's something that I think people don't like to think about. They just, they don't like to think about that it is a business. Like it's not just, it's not all just for fun and artistry as much as we would like to think that it is. Oh yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. And, and you know, when you're when you're in your infancy and starting out, you know, um, 
it's it's a fine line to walk because you um you know you want to uh do do the best job you can and and be personable and and professional and and you know please your your clients but you um you can't you can't do it for free you know <laughs> exactly <laughs> so, no no uh, it kind of defeats the purpose yeah and you know like you know for example i mean i've had you know um you know, at least a few and if if not more than a few you know well known guitar players that uh you know i've been in discussions with about you know doing doing building a guitar for them and and then you know you know inevitably it, it uh, comes down to you know okay well well this is the cost and and um it you know that can be you know a tough thing you know because obviously you want the exposure and and um you you would love to have someone notable playing one of your instruments but you know, I was told uh, very early on by a number of builders, like, you know, uh, do not give a guitar to anyone. You know, you just cannot do that. Um, you're, you know, and, and the, the type of person you're dealing with, you know, if they, if they don't understand that, then um, most likely you probably don't want to deal with them. Right. Yeah, this is all getting, uh, here we go again. This is... <laughs> This is all getting uh, super familiar. Um, this conversation about free gear just riles me up. Uh, I, I don't. You might have seen it, and I'm some other people might have. I wrote a rant piece a few weeks ago about it on the blog, oh. just because born out of these conversations that I've been having with with so many companies of their frustration with the no name nobody calling them up and saying, "Hey, man, I." playing a band could you you know sponsor me and give me free stuff and it's mm -hmm. like you're you play in a band you know like you you don't have you're not in a i don't i'm trying to not to sound like a complete jerk but you're you're not in a well-known band like you're in a guy playing at you know dave and busters or something i don't know just <laughs> like you're just <laughs> yeah yeah oh, ab absolutely man well and that's that's, that's not a bad thing i don't i'm not trying to like down anybody for playing a dive bar or a, a kids party or anything like playing a show is playing a show um that's that's fine but don't sure. expect to get free gear because you're playing at the local bar you know that just is uh, insane and it's a pervasive thing and I don't know if it's an entitlement thing or if it's people just rolling the dice and saying, well, what's the worst they can say? No. Um, but it's like offensive. Like, it's. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah. I, I get where you're coming from. And I think, you know, ultimately, the, you know, that, um, you know, if, let's just say, if, if I, if I don't give a guitar, um, to, uh, you know, guitar player XYZ, Somebody else is, and you know they're they're going to go find somebody else that will, and that's kind of the sad truth of it. Um, you know, well, and, I mean, you want somebody to play your stuff though because they actually really like it, and, and I don't know, I can't, I'm not going to talk like I'm some business business genius, but if if an artist really likes your stuff, I mean, they will probably, you know, if they can afford it, they'll they'll pony up if they are really interested, and then. 
I don't know. I'm kind of talking way out of my league here. It just it just bothers no. me that people would think they're entitled. I guess. No, I I I totally get it, man. And 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 um, I mean, I'm I'm kind of you know, attitude wise at least, and sensibility wise, I'm kind of punk rock like that. You know, it's just like, well, hey, man, if if you really like what I'm doing and, and you want to support me, then you know, I'll work with you within reason, but. You know, here's the terms, and and you know you got to help me out. I can't just, uh, um, I can't just you know give you a guitar for you know a uh, a discounted price just because you're like you said, you know you're you're playing some um, really cool uh, you know bars in your hometown. <laughs> you know, right? It, it, it's uh, so yeah, it, it's it's all good. You know, I mean, it, but it yeah, it kind of you know goes back to that you know that that thing of having to wear many different hats and, and, um, and understand, you know, the, the nuances of the business. And that is, that is a hard part about, about doing this. Yeah, most definitely. And it's, it's, and it's not that like, don't get me wrong. It's not that I, that I'm against companies, you know, if they want to give out free gear, give out free gear. And I've certainly been like super fortunate to get some from some of these companies because they respect what I'm doing. And it's like, well, thank you so much. That's like super humbling. Um, like it kind of blows my mind every time it happens, but it's sure. not something that I'm like trying to f- farm. You know, it's always, uh, I always try to approach it with the attitude is like, Hey, if, I've, I've, I've been, prom- I've been pr- approached by some companies to like post about something on Instagram, for instance, or talk about it or to come on the podcast. And I'm like, okay, well, here's, here's the thing. Like, I don't know you, you know, I don't, I've never heard of you before. No offense, but you know, if your stuff's good, you know, send me one and let me play with it for a little while. And, and then I'll send it back or send it wherever you need to send it. Um, and they, I've had companies straight up tell me, well, I, I don't have any to send you. And it's like, well, right. you want me to do, you want me to talk about how awesome your thing is when I, I don't, I don't have any experience with your company before and, and you won't send me your product to, to validate whether or not it's cool. It's right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of, <laughs> you know, as, as, as we know, there's a whole lot of crazy out there in this world <laughs> <laughs> you know? and, and in this, in, well, in the whole world for sure, you know, it's certainly in this music uh musical instrument industry yeah there's a lot of uh there's a lot of crazy in it i mean it's you know having you know played for many years in bands and you know done some touring and made records and all that stuff and it's you know i can tell you it's really not all that different than being in a band and trying to you know forge a career for yourself as a, as a musician in a band. I mean, it's, it's really just an extension of that. I, I, that's how I view it. That's interesting. Yeah. Cause I mean, I, I ha- can't really speak to that experience. I've, I've always been a very, uh, it sounds kind of weird to say it like this, a very unprofessional player. Like everything I do, music has always just cost me money and I've never, wanted to try to I never wanted to pursue it um from you know a professional musician standpoint cuz a I'm not that good and b it was just not not the lifestyle I wanted to lead so sure I sure. can't really I can't really talk about that um it's a super passion of mine but it's never something I I I wanted to make a career out of and and that's an interesting uh 
the way you just talked about that's super interesting to me because I can't really relate to that. But apparently yeah. I can. <laughs> I didn't yeah, I just yeah. didn't know it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean it, it um it's that whole thing and I don't want to <laughs> go on, you know, some uh discourse about the uh you know, dark underbelly of the <laughs> you know, world of music and you know, of which there's plenty of stuff out there in the interwebs there, kids, you can read all about it, you know. That's right. <laughs> uh if you want to, but um it, it it is it's just um and i just i guess i i i make that statement from you know that the the position that it's it's very competitive it's very competitive and um there's a lot of people out there doing really great stuff and mm-hmm. just like being in a band um and working on that which is essentially a business and you have to realize at a certain point that if you want to make a living at it and make a go at it, you've got to acknowledge that and you've got to, you know, act accordingly or you're not going to make it, you know, (laughs) right. You're not, you're not going to, you're not going to make it. I've always said that, um, gee, that sounds so like, you know, profound, like I'm some professor or something, but, uh, (laughs) back in my day, I haven't always said, but I feel now that, um, the, the sort of the window, let's say a, a band that's an original band doing original music. Um, I think, I think, uh, the window of time for a band, um, before they they take that next step and and which leads to the ladder of where you need to continue taking steps gotcha. is to, is is about two years um you know you can you get in the garage and you start knocking stuff out with your bandmates and you you know life's great and you're loving it and you know it's, those are amazing times and um you're creating things and you do some shows and you get a following and you make a record and then you release the record and people actually respond to it and it's awesome. And then you do some more shows and maybe you do some touring and you're like, Oh man, this is great. You know? And, and then, uh, all of a sudden it comes to this realization. Well, and maybe not for everybody involved that, um, you know, okay, well, we're going on about I don't know, two years or so of this and um, everything's cool, but we haven't really, I haven't really made that next step, you know, kind of got to get things going a little bit more um, because, you know, that, that's maybe slightly different, but I think, you know, the, the analogy is true. Um, you know, slightly different for a band that is because you have multiple personalities involved, you know, unless, unless of course you have a business partner or two or three. Um, but, um, in, in terms of being an instrument maker, you know, was what I'm drawing the analogy to. Right. Um, you, um, you know, you've really got to, uh, you, you've really got to, you got to focus in and start to take it seriously. And, and, um, you know, people's, you know, your partners, your business partners, let's say, you know, their focus and their desire and their willingness, you know, that stuff can, can sway and change and, and certainly does along the way, you know, and, and not everybody's ready to, to, uh, 
to go the distance, you know, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, kind of another cliche. It's like, man, you know, the, the people that have become successful are, you know, uh, the, <laughs> the ones that didn't quit, you know, the ones that just didn't give up, uh, you know, and, and they, they, uh, you know, when they do give up, it's usually right before they were going to really hit on something, you know? Right. Oh yeah. Big time. So I think, but that's, that's sort of, you know, my feeling on the band thing, like, you know, that two year mark. And cause I've, I've been involved with it. I've been there. I've seen it happen. And, um, I, I've probably been on both sides of it, you know, like it's just tough. Like you really to steer the ship and I guess have that belief that like, yeah, we're going to do this. And yes, this is going to happen. And, uh, you know, and I, and I would be remiss certainly, I guess <laughs> at this opportunity to not, you know, send my, my dear and loving wife some love because, you know, <laughs> she, she has been that person for me, you know, you know, and I'm, and I very much feel as I'm, I'm still, you know, gaining you know ground or getting getting my footing you know with with this endeavor of mine this champ tone guitars um and uh you know i'm having a great time doing it but um i mean i'm not gonna lie to you i mean there's days where i'm just like wow this is tough you know how am i gonna get through um you know this um this hurdle or how am i gonna make it through this situation and get on to the next you know next plateau how am i gonna get up that to that the ladder to that next step and and, um, you know, she has kept me, you know, going many times. Right. Uh, that's, so, uh, they tend to do that at just the right, uh, the right moments, don't they? Yeah, man, that's true. <laughs> it really is, man. You know, like, you know, you, you, uh, yeah, if you're lucky enough, you know, you have, you have a, uh, you know, you've got a good partner in life. It's, uh, you know, that's, there's a lot. There's a lot to be said for that and, you know, a lot to be thankful for. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty enormous. And, and I don't know that – I mean, I've talked about my wife a couple times, but I don't know if I'd probably give her the the proper shout-out, even though she doesn't listen to these, uh, like you just did. So I'm going to do it now. Thanks, thanks honey. <laughs> even no. if you ever listen to this episode, Jeff inspired me to publicly <laughs> thank you. So, oh, dude, I don't even, <laughs> I'm, I'm, and don't get me wrong. I'm not one of those guys. It's like, you know, we, you know, I'm rehearsing that I thank my wife at the Oscars speech, but <laughs> because, <laughs> um, cause man, I am pretty bad with that. I gotta be honest with you. So I don't know how, how it even came to mind, but it's, I guess just because it's the truth, but, um, yeah. And today on the, we love our wives podcast. We talk about how much we love our wives and the music business sometimes. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> this 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 show is not also not actually, yours. Yours has stayed on topic pretty well in comparison to some of my other episodes. I have a I have a knack for getting completely and totally off subject, and it's like, oh yeah, today we're going to talk about guitar gear. I forgot that that's what we were here to talk about, and here we are. So. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, no, uh, just funny. <laughs> no, it's, no, I, I, uh, um, I, I think that's cool, man. I've, I've listened to, I think, almost every one of your podcasts, and uh, I think well, thank that's, you. I think that's one of the refreshing um, things about your podcast is that, well, you know, I don't know necessarily, you know, what I might get out of this episode because I think you just have a, 
um, you know, a cool feel of how you approach it. And, um, you know, maybe I'd be a little less likely to tune into it, um, every time if I knew it was just going to be Blake and, and this guy droning on about gear the whole time, <laughs> you know, and sometimes uh, you get that and sometimes you don't. So it's, so it's cool. You know, it's cool. But the, the, uh, if I could just add one more thing about the, uh, you know, thank your wife's thing. I, uh, oh you know, yeah. I also, add it in. I also, <laughs> I also, just so you know, out there guys too, or, or ladies, uh, you know, I, you can think of that as credits too. You know, those are like, you know, give those little shout outs. Those are like credits for the next time you're like, oh, man, I want to get this really sick reverb pedal. It's just like, <laughs> and, and you think I'm kidding, but it's true though. It's true. Those little things, you know, you just put them out there and those, those are credits that build up, man. There's uh, psychological credits. <laughs> oh, psychological gear credit. Wife compliments equals psychological gear credits. This is a, this is a knowledge bomb, uh, that not a lot of people, get to uh, experience. So for all of you who are married or maybe thinking about getting married to a significant other who <laughs> may or may not give a rip about guitar gear, uh, you know, chocolates, you know, yeah. Or, uh, yep. well, it doesn't, you know, it could go the other way. We, I talked about that with, uh, Ryan from 60 cycle home a couple weeks ago. Uh, we were talking about, it would be interesting to, um, because you don't hear about this very often, and you know it exists, but the other way around, we're always like, "Oh, my wife doesn't want me to get this pedal," but you know, there's a girls, there's girls everywhere out there that are like, "My husband won't let me get this certain thing, and he doesn't understand why I need all these fuzz pedals." It's just not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's a, totally. I, I, I actually, I, I heard that that uh, that podcast, and I was laughing, man. It was, it's, you know, it's, it's pretty much. I have to imagine, yeah, that that is, you know, I can't say that I, I know anyone like that myself, but I, I believe it that it certainly exists. Oh, it, it, I, 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 if any of you girls listening are in that uh, situation, I, I would welcome you on the podcast to discuss the plight of, uh, of the gear loving girl because you don't hear about that very often. <laughs> no, 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 you don't. I mean, I have, um. My good friend Chris, um, he's a, an electronic music um, artist, and, and um, um, his um, his girlfriend Amanda, um, you know, they're they're both really into you know analog synths and gear and stuff, and and I think that's probably the closest that I've got in sort of my immediate circle. And um, he sent me a text the other day. He was like, "Dude, um, Amanda just ordered this." ridiculously cool analog model synth or something like that, you know? And, and so he was like, he was all excited. So I guess, that's, I guess uh... maybe that's, maybe that's not an argument or a good, <laughs> a good example for arguing here, but, um, you know, I, I, I'm sure we'll, we'll keep looking though. <laughs> so I, this, this dynamic exists. I, it absolutely must. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just funny to think about, um, uh, you know, because the classic story is, you know, the guy, he leaves the house with the empty case, you know, to come back with the, you know, he just, oh, it's just old, same old case that he always goes. And then he comes back, you know, and there might be a new Telecaster in it. But, you know, yeah. it's it's the same old case. Don't worry about it. No, nothing to see here. Just just go on your way. <laughs> or or you just get to the point where you, you have, 
you know, you have so much stuff. It's like static and, and, you know, you're assuming your significant other, you know, doesn't, you know, they don't have a, <laughs> a, gear, <laughs> a gear buying, you know, they don't have a gear buying compulsion and sickness. That's oh, infect, it's such a sickness. Infected their, you know, soul. <laughs> they just, uh, they don't really know, man. They can go in and look in your music room or whatever it is, wherever you keep your stuff, under your bed or, you know, in your drawer, like, um, and they just can't tell. Like, what, what is that? Is that, is that new? Or is that new? But, but sometimes they can, I guess, you know. I don't know. I'm all over the map with this. I, I guess I'm afraid of what might happen to me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of, I think that's kind of where I am. And I asked, I, you know, I asked my wife about it, actually, because... Cause I had your guitar actually. Now that I think about it, um, I was playing it, and she come out, and you know she was carrying my son or whatever, and she come out, and she's like, "Hey, yeah, um, somebody's here." To, I can't remember the cable guy or something. You know, I'm sitting there holding this. Pretty, I mean, it's not like a subtle guitar. It's a gold Telecaster ish, you know, Telecaster ish guitar with a Bigsby. It's pretty. It looks pretty. You know, it's it's classy, and but it's kind of flashy a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and, sure. And and it's like she knows that I I mean, you know, I would think that she would have been like, "Wait, what's that?" You know, cuz yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. like cuz it's not my Les Paul Jr., it's not my Black Telly, it's not, you know, my Ricky, or it's not my normal stuff. And it was just like, "Oh no, this is guitar. He's playing guitar." And I was like, yeah, I asked her so- later. I was like, "Did you notice that guitar?" And she's like, "No, what? What are you talking? What are you talking about?" I'm like, "Well, yeah, I'm testing this thing out and it's uh, it's awesome and and I I thought you would actually dig how it looked, you know, and she she's like, "Huh, yeah, it's a guitar." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then and then, you know, the the uh you know, the polar opposite of that is sometimes, you know, and I believe the exact words around, you know, uh my domicile are wait, what is that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, when it, you know, you're walked up on with, uh, oh, that, oh, that's just a new, uh, um, well, I don't know. It's, I'm working on this. It's a customer's. That's what I'm going to go with. <laughs> <laughs> it's a customer's. I got to fix it. Uh, yeah, when did you yeah. start doing amp repair? Don't worry about it. It's not, don't worry about it. It's fine. Yep. Everything's good. It's all for, good. I, there's also, if you got enough, there's, I've heard some of some people doing the, uh, this whole thing. Oh, this well. No, I've had this. I've had this forever. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's funny, man. It's it's so funny. Uh, <laughs> it's a universal. Are, it's a universal thing. It really is. It is. We're so. It, how stupid is it, too? I mean, like it's awesome. Don't get me wrong. I love being a gearhead, but like, really, come on. <laughs> at some yeah. point, we gotta real. We gotta acknowledge our own ridiculousness, or at least our own sickness. It's it's really. It's a. Does this exist in other worlds, in other hobbies? I mean, oh yeah, yeah, it does. You know, it does, man. I, I think that. Um, I, I think you, you know when you're. Uh, whether it's it's a hobbyist thing or you're professional or or whatever it is. I mean, I think with obviously I'm a little biased when it comes to music here. You know, there's so many ways to think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always try to genuinely and. Um, look at these things as tools and that's what they are at the end of the day, you know, is, uh, you know, a guitar is a tool to, um, express, you know, yourself in whichever way you, you know, you're able to, 
or mm-hmm. that you just or that you decide to. And the same thing goes for really, you know, um, I guess any of it, you know, pedals, amplifiers, nice mic preamps, nice microphones, you know, a sick console, wh- whatever it is. But of course, you know, <laughs> amongst that stuff, you know, there's all that gray area, you know, there's like you, you kind of, I think, uh, I think a lot of us fall, you fall in love with the, um, at least I know I do. You fall in love with the potential of like, you see oh, something. Oh, yeah. You're like, oh man, like my friend Jack and I, um, we were, we, um, we went to see, um, my my other friend, I got all these friends. We had to see my friend Kirk's band Silencio play um, over the summer. They're from Pittsburgh, um, and they're they're an original band, but um, they they are essentially um, kind of a David Lynch, Angelo Battlementi tribute band. So they do a gotcha. lot of the soundtrack music um, to some of those great you know, um, collaborations that Lynch and, and Angelo did, you know, Blue Velvet and Lost Highway and stuff like that. Um, but, um, he had, uh, uh, we went to see them play and, um, of course, you know, we're the lowly guys peering over the edge of the stage, like, what's on that guy's pedal board? <laughs> and, <laughs> of course <laughs> i'm always and, that guy and, and i can't, can't get that like goofy about it quite <laughs> although i have been there many times but kirk's a friend and he's a customer but uh the guitar player that is but uh he had a striving big sky um on his board mm-hmm. and you know his um you know just with that style of music and the spaciousness of it and everything and the, the reverb on it um is you know it just sounded so beautiful and uh subsequently you know he he and i were like texting each other like dude the striving big sky like did you hear that you know <laughs> like, mm-hmm. did you see that video did you hear that you know and i was like and, and so <laughs> like for like three or four weeks the running joke was like you know just oh i found this or i found that and i was like just please stop everybody, all the pedal makers, like all the guitar makers, all the amp makers, just please stop <laughs> because I want everything. I, I need all of it. <laughs> yeah. Actually, so. I, I said that the other day. I can't remember. It was some poll, like some gear poll. And it was like, if you had unlimited funds, what would your ultimate rig be? Which is kind of a question that I usually get into um, here. Uh, but I just said all of it, like, yeah. <laughs> like, don't make me choose. I could get just as much use out of a gonculator, DOD gonculator as I could like a gold clon, like two totally different things, but, uh, sure, sure, man. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, that, that being said, you know, it's like, I mean, I've always had kind of a, um, you know, a somewhat modest collection of guitars and amps, you know, it's never really, um, gotten gotten too crazy for me um because i i'm always uh i guess i always find that uh you know if i'm not using it then then it you know it must go you know and there's certainly a window of time with that but and some things have stayed and <coughs> excuse me so you know many things have left you know but um 
like one one thing for example that comes to mind is you know I've had a full tone super tram on my board for like over ten years you know mm-hmm. and I I can't and I can't I kind of can't imagine not having that pedal ever right that's a great one yeah yeah it's it's uh so um yeah I mean it's you know you you love it all and you know the the uh I guess you know, comes back to that, the potential of like, you know, uh, what I could do with this, you know, and, and, um, that's sort of the process in a way, you know, you, you, uh, you check something out and and you hope you can, you know, um, you know, maybe it's got a song in there, you know, or it's like, well, man, it's a good guitar. I think it might have some songs in it for me, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. So, um, and some do and some don't, you know? And if, if they don't, or if I don't bond with it, you know, or something, then I just, you know, I, I try to remember like, Hey man, these are just tools, um, to, you know, for you to, let's just say, enjoy life with, you know, and if, if it's not doing it for you, then well, just maybe pass it on to somebody else that it will do it for, and then you can find something else that will do it for you. Oh, that's so nice of you. I'm just, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm such a hoarder. It's... <laughs> It's like, well, like I, I've said before, I sold one guitar in my life, and uh, that's amazing. And I regret it. Like I, I, I should have like I traded um, this. It was a, it was called a marquee, and it was like a short scale four pickup Japanese guitar. Uh, really weird microphonic pickups. Um, mm. Each switch, each pickup had its own individual <clears throat> switch to turn it on and off. It was just this really odd. Thing. It had a great neck on it and a giant headstock. It was like the size of like a, almost like a P bass headstock on the short scale guitar. It was just this odd, weird thing. Cool. And I I really liked it, um, but I fell in love with this vintage Melody Maker and decided, well, <coughs> since I didn't quite have the scratch to put, you know, that was to put the Melody Maker on layaway, I would just trade that marquee because I, I was in my mind I was like, well, that's a cheap guitar, you know, it's yeah, it's cool and weird and whatever. And now I'm just like I should have just waited the the you know the extra time and ponied up the extra couple hundred bucks and I'd still have that thing because now I'm like I really want it back. It's it's yeah. a, uh and that is why I'm a sick gear hoarder. Like I'm now I sell one guitar and now I'm mad at myself. I'm never selling it again. Never again will I sell any more guitars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I hear you, man. It's you know, hey. It's a all kinds, man, all types out there, and and uh, yeah, I mean, <coughs> excuse me, my um, my actually, my wife's kind of like that. She's like, oh, you're gonna sell that guitar? What? You love that guitar? You're not selling that guitar? What are you talking? You know? So, like, <laughs> um, but I, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I got a couple things that I, you know, like I said, like. <laughs> <laughs> and I definitely catch flack from, you know, my gear buddies and stuff, you know, they'd be like, yeah, you said that about that and you sold that too. So I don't believe any of it. <laughs> uh, you know, but I, I have a, um, I have a 72 precision base, um, that, uh, you know, my father got for me when I was like 15. Nice. So, um, I don't, I don't think that will ever go. Um, right. and, and, um, you know, at this point there's just two, there's too much of my DNA on this guitar, if you will. You know, I just could, I could, uh, there's just too much of me. You know, I could never, you know, that's so, you know, I've had it for 25 years. Right. Yeah. I, so, I, I totally get it. That's, um, so, oh, man, you know, but, I can, I can relate to that. So, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got that cool. Uh, if I have the story right, your junior or was that was that a family guitar? Or, oh, your... yeah. I've talked about that several times, so I'll try to be brief. But yeah, it was my my grandpa's '55 uh, Les Paul Junior, and so yeah, that uh, that's my my number one, and then then yeah, that'll never that'll never yeah. go anywhere. So. Yeah, ex- ex- yeah, something like that is just you know that's a you know, that's an amazing thing. So yeah, I, you know that would that would never go. No, you know, you'd, be, you'd be you know uh, there'd be some serious apocalyptic times before that goes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then it would probably go to my dad. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it, right. It would go. It would be yeah. It would be in the family. Yeah, it wouldn't. It's it's yeah. That don't. That's not leaving the grasp. So. Yeah, exactly. Just like you said, it'd have to be a serious, uh, serious situation um, um, for me to c- even consider it. So, hopefully, that never happens. Yeah, hopefully not, man. I, I don't think it will. I think you. I think you'd be good. It'd be so good. Just like get another one. No, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm here here at this uh, juncture again, where I know I need to cut this off, but like. This is actually a first time thing that's happened. Um Jeff, we we actually went the whole episode and I and we didn't we didn't touch on any of my normal questions that I normally <laughs> I, I didn't I'm, even get into your like musical backstory or, or any of that stuff, so we might have to we might have to do this again cuz we are already over the uh the hour mark. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure some of that's on me and my, you know, tangential, uh, you know, ramblings. But uh, uh, well, maybe, maybe we can do a part two at some point or something like that. Because yeah, we'll have to do a part two that the part two that should have been part one. Yeah, <laughs> yep, where we exactly. dig into uh, dig into you a little bit more than just bemoan the uh, music industry and compliment our wives. Yeah, yeah, man, it's it's it, it's all good. Well, it was it was definitely it was definitely fun. I mean, do we have like two minutes? You want to do do one of the uh, you know daily schedules or questions or no? No, let's save those for another time and cool. use these last couple of minutes for you to shamelessly plug all that you do because um, I know you do some other stuff in addition to the guitars with the wiring harnesses and you, well, you tell everybody what you do and where they can find you. Yeah, well, um, you know, I'm, I'm located in, in uh, Saratoga Springs, New York, which is um, just about 45 minutes north of the um, Albany, which is the capital of New York. And um, you can find me at champtone.com. And obviously, you can reach me through there. And, you know, I've stayed pretty active with um, my Instagram feed and um you know, I've got lots of information on the website about the guitars that I'm currently making and that, you know, I offer. And, and I, I do have a, uh, you know, a little storefront on there. And, you know, I started out um, doing, uh, I guess, aftermarket, you know, electronics upgrade kits for various types of guitars. And I did, I did quite well with those for, for a while. And I still am doing them. Um, but, in the last couple of years or so, I've been more focused on, um, you know, building and, um, and also, 
you know, some services to, to guys, you know, like I do, uh, you know, I do finish work for people, um, that are, you know, need that kind of stuff done and, you know, any kind of customization. Um, and, uh, you know, I do the occasional, you know, repair work as well. Um, so I'm kind of, you know, doing, wearing a lot of different hats and doing a lot of different things and, and, uh, you know, and, and always building, um, so, uh, yeah, and that's, that's kind of my thing. I, I, um, I'm excited this year, uh, has been a big development year for me, um, uh, for my, um, my arch top prototype, which I've been wanting to get to for quite a while. And I've, uh, just about finished the, the prototype. I'm, I'm actually going to be putting that into the finished booth in a couple of weeks. And I, I, uh, that thing's going to be done soon. And, nice. um, yeah, that's going to be a new, new instrument um for me under actually my my last name it's going to be the uh cadillac grand electric um and uh i'm excited about that you know you can you can see stuff about that on the on the instagram and facebook feed and eventually i'll i'll get one all photoed up nice and pretty and have it on the website a little slower with the website because it's a website (laughs) (laughs) right of course uh, but uh yeah, yeah, and um, you know, like I said earlier, um, if anybody wants to check something out, you can certainly um, uh, contact me, you know, directly, or you can um, contact uh, you know Doug at Mountain Cat Guitars, who's a super cool guy, and um, I think uh, you know some of the uh, some of the other builders that you you have had on or have mentioned. Certainly, he he carries and represents. I know he has. Um, Cower guitars, and uh, I think he may have had some Roni guitars at one point. I'm not sure if he does currently, but okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I feel really good to to be sort of part of the you know um, group of you know artists and builders that he he represents, and he's one of the few guys that I that I know of certainly in, in my neck of the woods that's really dedicated to um, you know representing you know guys like myself and amp builders you know he has uh um satellite amps and um you know really really believes in in uh you know supporting guys like us and and spreading the awareness cool man so yeah that's very uh, cool that's me that's you all right well we'll, <laughs> we'll dig more into you at uh at, at another juncture we'll, we'll have to have you back on and we'll actually talk about you instead of us just kind of rambling Maybe. Uh, well, I mean, we st- we still might just <laughs> ramble because that's kind of what what happens. So it it, it does it does. Well, I, well, I'd love to any any time. And, and uh, thanks for having me on, Blake. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, no problem, man. Thank you for coming on. So uh, we'll do, go ahead and wrap this up. So for Jeff, I'm Blake, and as always, good people, good luck, and good tones. Have a good night. Catch you later, man. Bye. <laughs> All right, everybody, that does it for this episode. As always, thank you very much for tuning in, and uh, thanks to Jeff for coming on. It was a great show, and I just want to take the last little bit here to say thank you very much. Um, 2015 has been very eye-opening and very amazing. So I've uh, met a lot of really cool people, and some of you guys have just 
gone so above and beyond in supporting the show. It's it's really humbling, and uh, I thank you very much for that. It's it's very very appreciated. So thank you very much. So I hope you all have a wonderful holiday, a very Merry Christmas, and I'll talk to you next week. Take care. Bye. One last thing before we totally sign off here, I just want to remind you that if you do any shopping at Stringjoy, that's Stringjoy Guitar Strings made in Nashville, that will help me out as well. As I've said for years, I'm heavily involved in that company. And I really do think they're making the best products on the market. So if you would like to try custom strings, go to ToneMob.com Stringjoy and check them out today. I seriously, seriously, seriously love what the team down there is doing. I help them out with all kinds of things. And by you supporting them, you are also supporting me as well. And hey, you need some strings, so why not get some custom strings just for your guitar and playing style. Again, the link for that is tonemob.com stringjoy, and that will take you right to their website, and you can do all your shopping through there, and that will help everyone involved out. So thank you very much. Talk to you next time. We are brought to you by the wonderful folks at Gun Street Wiring Shop. Yes, Gun Street Wiring Shop. I've talked about them before. I used to say based out of Bend, Oregon, but guess what? Sean moved to my neck of the woods. Sean's in Portland. Sean is awesome and has helped me with a bunch of stuff lately. And if you have wiring needs for your guitar, he can help you too. If you want to get weird with it, he can get weird. If you just need to spruce things up a little bit, there's your guy. He takes all the guesswork out of doing your guitar wiring, and he makes it simple, and his customer service is top-notch, and I can't say enough good things about Gunstreet as a company. I really respect Sean and what he's all about, and the product is top-notch. I've got three different guitars that now have Gun Street harnesses in them, and I could not be happier. So go to GunStreetWiringShop.com and check them out.